Matt Mosley. Sitting here thinking of the lyrics to the song. I really wanted to sing them, but I don't want to do that to our people, our loyal audience out there. Love it when you fade it down just perfectly like that, Aaron. It makes me happy. Uh, it is, uh, it's, it, you know, it's holidays, post-holidays. I mean, sometimes people get the post-holiday blues. It's not really post-holidays, though, because we have the have the huge Sugar Bowl coming up. And a man who knows a thing or two about New Orleans, a man who's sent daughters out to the SEC, very great-looking family, I, I might add. I saw a Christmas picture of them. Uh, Kevin Longquist, who's become sort of our our, ma- our eyes in the sky. And, um, Kevin, you and I, uh, we, did, we were hearing rumblings about this uh, – about this Blake Shapin situation, mm-hmm. and uh, so I don't think uh, either one of us were too uh, were caught off guard. I do think some Baylor people were caught off guard today, but uh, it's interesting. It's kind of like uh, Dave Aranda said. It's you know one one guy got all the the love uh, uh, for the game against Big Twelve, and now Gary gets to hopefully get a full crack at um, at the. At, at, at the Sugar Bowl, I, the only thing I would say is I don't know if I totally am buying that Gary's completely fine. Now, I, I, may, uh, I, I hope he is. I, I'm just not – I don't know I, I don't know where we are in all this, but I'm just uh, – I'm not saying anybody's trying to mislead us. Maybe I'm just being a little too cynical. But uh, I, I, I think this Kyron Drones – or whoever's behind him, the young man from Argyle, better be ready to go. <laughs> yeah, well, they better not be going down to uh, Rogers, uh, the walk-on from Argyle. If it gets to that point in the game, then they'd be in a lot of trouble. But, yes, uh, you know, Matt, to your point, two things. Obviously, with uh, Blake Shapin being out with the right shoulder injury, remember Blake had said something in his post-game presser after the Big 12 championship game about kind of, a, kind of downplayed the significance of the shoulder injury, but did mention that he had a shoulder issue. And the fact that, uh, you know, Dave came out and publicly said that, you know, he hadn't done anything in practice leading up to the ball game and that he wasn't anticipating him. Uh, again, not a shock based on things that, as you had mentioned a few moments ago, that both you and I had heard and I had put on the site. And I'm sure others who other sites had done the same thing because it was pretty much getting out there in a lot of other circles. Now, as far as Gary is concerned, yeah, I, I think your point is very valid because the fact, that, again, when you're talking about a right hamstring injury, what is, which is what he suffered at Kansas State, and it's about six weeks since he suffered it, a little, little more than five, I guess you could say, and you just don't snap back from those things as easily as that. And I'm wondering exactly what the game plan would look like for Gary Saturday night in the Superdome against Ole Miss as to how much they could use him on in the running game. How much can they ask him to deliver a deep vertical? Because that's a weight transfer thing. And the reason why he didn't start against Oklahoma state, that was one reason why Dave didn't play him was because he didn't like the weight transfer there. Now it's been about three weeks since all that's happened. And so it's a case of what can he physically give you to get you through the ball game and give you a chance to win it? I think we won't know that until they kick off at 7:45. Yeah, that late night kickoff, and uh, we're all going to gather there in New Orleans talking to Kevin Longquist, who always has really good perspective on these cer- these sorts of things. That's a really good point, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Longquist is from Rivals, by the way. You can follow some of his uh, work at at Sikkim Sports, and that's where he puts a lot of Baylor updates and that type of thing. 
In fact, uh, Kevin, you know, I was traveling, but uh, any anytime I see something from you, I'm able to sometimes uh, it, it it reminds me to jump on to a Zoom or something. So you're right. you're you're helpful in ways you don't even know you're helpful to me. Um, the uh, the 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 Bohannon thing, the shaping thing. Let me ask you a question about Kyron Drones. I I, I think sometimes people uh, are recruited. They become the quarterback from a certain class, the 2021 class. Uh, Shapin, I guess, was 2020 when we start thinking mm-hmm. back on these things. Right. We kind of forget about them for a little bit because then we move on to the next quarterback. Uh, they, for instance, the 2023 quarterback that they have a commitment from, uh, remind me, Kevin, I mean, this is the kid we're most Austin, excited yeah, about Austin right now. Novoset, right, Austin Novoset yeah. out of Dripping Springs. Big arm, by the way. Yeah, can make all the throws. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I just don't know. I, I, I'm just kind of. I, I just got to be honest. I, I don't. I don't hear a lot about drones, like good or bad. I, I know right. what he was thought of, and he had great measurables coming out of whatever that Shadow Creek or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a pretty big time program in the Houston area, I believe. I, I, I just got to say, I don't. Um, I, I, I have such little feel. For if Kyron Drones had to trot out there, um, I, I, it's not even close to what we think of Blake Shapin. It's not even close to what we know about Gary Bohannon. It's not his right. fault. It's just simply because we have barely seen this guy on the field. Can you can you can you remind us of what Drones is and what they're hoping he he could become? Well, if that handoff when Blake Shaven took that shot against Tech, if that handoff for one play wasn't enough of a uh, look into the future of him, then I don't know what would what you couldn't see there, Matt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, Kyron's a big kid. He's about six two, two hundred twenty pounds. Uh, he had a pretty phenomenal career at Shadow Creek. You know, as a junior, he led him to the state championship game, threw, threw for over three thousand yards. You know, in his senior year, of course, that was the the plague season of, of COVID where I think he only played about six games. His numbers weren't that great, but he is a great athlete. And I, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, he got there uh, to Baylor in January. So he went to a spring camp, that sort of thing, and has been a part of the system ever since he arrived. So that's one thing in his favor. And Dave did mention in his presser that, you know, they've got a couple of things lined up for him if they need him for, but again, I don't think you want to put, Kyron in a position where you need to lean on him for this entire game. Now you may have to, if Gary gets hurt or re-aggravates the hamstring and can't continue or anything like that. Uh, you know, everyone should be knocking on wood as I'm saying that. But I think from the standpoint of what you're doing here is that this is whatever he can give you. You just hope that it, it can work. And I think we, there's some of that mentality that people had for Blake shape. And when he came in and finished the second half at Kansas state, you know, what can he actually give this team? Is it going to be, worth it and we obviously saw the preparation that sean bell and jeff grimes had for that second half and then of course uh, what he did against texas tech and then again in the, in the big 12 championship game against oklahoma state where blake performed very well and he gave you a lot of excitement and i think from kyron's standpoint you just have to kind of go okay well he's a year behind everyone he's still trying to figure out you know where where am I going to class in the hallways? Well, he should because he's been through a full year of it. But uh, but you know what I'm saying here. You don't want to feed him too much so fast 
because the fact of where they're at with the quarterback situation here. And I think from Drone's standpoint that if he has to play in certain scenarios, whether it's tied, Baylor's trailing, or has to protect a slim lead or something like that, I think it would be on the very conservative side of what they would ask him to do and kind of let the running game lead them and maybe make some safe throws here and there. But uh, he's got the tools. It's just a, a question of getting a lot of things formed so that he'll be ready to go and give you something if you need him. I don't think you would ask him to do a lot uh, if, like, if, if Bohannon got hurt in the first quarter. If that happened, then it would just change the whole game plan for what Baylor would have to do. And, again, that's a knock-on-wood statement I'm saying. That right yeah, now. yeah. Well, the, the key is, uh, Kevin, just to uh, uh, get Kyron to the bus on time. Uh, is one <laughs> yeah. is one issue. Okay, uh, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Kevin Longquist joining us uh, as he does on a weekly basis. And he will be rewarded uh, if and when he arrives in New Orleans with an oyster loaf sandwich of his choosing or barbecued shrimp uh, as payment for some of his great knowledge, in addition to all <laughs> the other payments we send him. Um, gotcha. Kevin, you, you're a... You have a really uh, good worldly view, on, and, a, and I think a sensible view on this whole COVID thing. And you don't get political, but I think you understand um, that some of these uh, some of these testing methods methods are pretty outdated. Now, your alma right. mater does not get to play in its bowl game in part because of that. Do, right. do you do, do you sense that because of the Bears? Uh, I, I sort of sense that. Folks are kind of rallying now and really even trying to do more than ever to get these bowl games played. Unfortunately, maybe your bowl game is not going to get played, uh, your school. Right. But what do you I, – I, I don't want to get in too much. I think you and I both agree the, the, the college football has been ridiculous in not updating its testing. Do you – In that respect. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Finish, and then I'll respond to what you said. Yeah, yeah. I just wondered if you're optimistic that from here on out we're going to get these things going or if you're still leery that, I mean, maybe even the Sugar Bowl is in peril. Well, I don't want to go that far. I'll put it this way. If for some reason we get some sort of notification on Wednesday, which is the day that both Ole Miss and Baylor are scheduled to arrive in New Orleans, uh, that that's been pushed back or if the, or if the game's in jeopardy, then we got a problem. I, you know, there are so many tentacles to this situation with testing where whether it's outdated, of course, the validity of these tests and, you know, repeated testing. I, I kind of like the way the NFL has done this from the standpoint of putting guys on COVID list, but yet it's not subjecting the team. Of course, the NFL had to maneuver a few games last week and we had a couple games on Tuesday, had, had an extra game on Monday night, that sort of thing. But they were still able to march through the season. And I don't think college football has reacted very well to this. Now, to Baylor's credit this year, you know, Dave Aranda said in his presser that they pretty much stayed with their COVID protocols that they had began the season with, had been pretty successful with it. Dave also said that there's a high vaccination rate on his team. He didn't give a specific percentage on it, which is fine, but he you know, but he said there's a high vaccination rate on it. Now, whether that means if that includes the booster, which became introduced right around Thanksgiving, we give or take, um, you know, that's another matter of discussion. And I think the problem here is that there's just been too knee-jerk reaction to all of this, especially in line when you've got 
something where a lot of young you know, kids in that age, and there's going to be exam- anecdotal a- examples of where kids have really suffered some terrible uh, after effects from this virus and those who are asymptomatic. It, there's so many. I, I just don't think this has been handled very well and that games have been pulled too fast and games have been either canceled. And this even goes over to college basketball where you're starting to see games canceled or postponed and forfeits being, pretty, you know, uh, the, the end result of some of this. And do I know what the right answer is? No. Do I think what they're handling is it right? No, it's, it's probably, it's, it's just a case where I think people are, are accepting face value of first tests what, and we don't know the extent of it. it. It's just become too problematic where people, I think, are overthinking this rather than just trying to get through it. And, you know, it's it's a case where I think we have to just try and get through this because if it's going to be with us in whatever variant form there is, Matt, then we just got to find a way to get through it and not just cave because a majority of people who are getting this are, are getting through it, especially kids of that age. All right, Kevin, uh, I, I appreciate it. Hope you guys had a, uh, a blessed and fun holiday. And, uh, and I mean, I, uh, I, you're starting to fade on me a little bit, your connection there. So at this point. <laughs> I don't know how. I'm right here. <laughs> no, no. You've, you've, you've moved off of that spot. And that is. I was right behind you, remember? Is your daughter around? Could she come? Could she jump on? She really breaks the most news in the family. Like Probably to, so. Like to, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, I tell but you. Anyway, you, you know, uh, it's it's, yeah. it's going to be an interesting game with them with Ole Miss on Saturday. Because, and here's the great thing about this game, real quickly, Matt, is the fact that both teams have not had any significant players of a high profile opt out of this. Where we've seen guys do that, and the fact that Baylor and Ole Miss have kept their rosters intact i think that's a great thing not only for both teams but for the game itself and for college football in general that is that corral guy going to be an nfl type quarterback and, and so far he can he's, he's going to play in this thing yeah that's a, he can be he's a great dual threat and he's probably going to be a great challenge for what baylor's going to see versus he's probably going to be the most sophisticated quarterback that baylor's defense has seen this year uh, and I think that's a great testament for what Baylor's going to have to to deal with. Uh, he's the complete package. I saw Matt play against uh, Alabama in person uh, in early October. He's a he's a he's he's got great vi- field vision. Mm-hmm. Understands how to read coverages uh, and can use his legs when he needs to. So I think this is going to be a great challenge for what Baylor's defense. Uh, has to represent. But as we've seen, Baylor's defense has handled all comers this year, and that's why they have the reputation that they have, deservedly so. Okay. So when you say sophisticated, you don't mean he's just really interesting and has read a lot of books. You mean he has <laughs> – no, I think he's just okay. probably the most – he's just he's – yeah. he's got the most experience of any of the quarterbacks that Baylor has seen so far this year. And, and I say sophisticated just because he understands how to run an offense. And he's been coached very well, too, by – two very solid coaches, and Jeff Levy before he left, of course, and then, of course, Lane Kiffin, the head coach at Ole Miss, who's, you know, the, that's a great story, too, with uh, Ole Miss, is the fact that this is their first 10-win regular season in school history. Yeah, I'm wor- Levy wants to destroy the Bears. He's like the one guy that's already left for Oklahoma, but they've let him stay around just so he can mm-hmm. try to get exact his revenge on the Bears. The Levy revenge factor 
is uh, a little bit of an underrated storyline in this thing. And I, I'll hope to explore it uh, as we uh, continue. Kevin, thank you. You sounded fine. I thought you – I've just given you a hard time. I, you sound, I, I thought the connection was, was just fine. And uh, give the family uh, – appreciate, keep the photos coming, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Always a pleasure, Matt. Take care. Kevin Longquist, very sophisticated uh, broadcaster and uh, uh, newsman. Uh, heading off into the night.